The Hornets play their first preseason game tonight. We'll give you a preseason preview. One player in particular on the Hornets requested a trade. And Doug Branson comes to you from a very special place on location. We reveal that next. Locked on Hornets. You are locked on Hornets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, ah. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. <laughs> Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast, And that includes YouTube. Real quickly, before we address what you see on YouTube, I do want to give Jace Medical a little shine. I'm sorry. They might not want it in this instance. But Jace Medical, It's brought today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics. That treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E, jacemedical.com. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you should subscribe already. You should check us out. Um, we've got, <laughs> we got David <laughs> Walker joining us once again. Hey guys. Candy King. Find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. And there's Doug Branson. Looks a little bit different. He's got what I didn't realize that his hair could be more luscious, but it is you see it right there. He is in a yellow, I guess, like Hornet costume, kind of very wasp adjacent. If you want to look at it from a superhero standpoint, Doug, you come to us from the metaverse for those who aren't watching on YouTube and you look incredible. Like, oh, thank I, you. I want to, it's scary. It's 100% beautiful. It's both. Tell us how you're feeling in the metaverse right now. Oh, I'm coming to you live from the Hornets metaverse, hornets.world. They just announced this, that they have a, a, a virtual fan shop, Hornets metaverse, but I'm coming to you live on location. So I want to do like the CNN thing. Like, hey, can you guys hear me? Can you guys, you guys hear me? Um, someone's standing behind me right now. Their avatar. Is that David? Is that you? That's are me. You, are you? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right, David joining me in the metaverse. Actually, I can give you, um, I can give you a better look at this metaverse. I can even walk you around. Look, give you a tour of this virtual fan shop. We've got the big Hornets sign above me. Uh, Hardwood Classics. If you're into a jersey, I can hit the shift button and run around here just to make this a little bit quicker. Doug, come back. Come back, Doug. Any questions? Any questions on the metaverse? Um, Doug, there is someone else in here with us. Yeah, there is. No, you, there, there are a couple people in there. And so I have to imagine what that person is thinking watching you. <laughs> what? what? Like, who is this? You know what's funny? <clears throat> Anybody watching this, I think they would agree that at least from the chin up, it does look a lot like you. It, it It's unmistakable. That's Doug Branson chiseled with longer, luscious hair in a superhero costume. So if anybody was in the metaverse, the Hornets metaverse right now, and they saw you, I have to imagine they'd recognize get you. Out get, out shot, out David, David, get, get out of my shot, David. Get out of my shot. You're a random guy. That's me. Oh, there's David. I didn't know if you were in the back. Yeah. Um, well, hold on, hold on. I No one's ever seen me on this show with my shirt off, um, so I could be <laughs> chiseled. I might not be chiseled. David, get out of my shot. Um, jump out of my shot. Get out of here. Um, but yeah, this is a very interesting experience, a very interesting idea for the Charlotte Hornets. It is making my computer scream. I would warn anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoops, I would warn anyone, uh, make oh, sure your no. computer specs are tight. Uh, make sure your phone is maybe in the freezer because it's going to get hot. Um, but yeah, hornets.world. There you go. Uh, for those who also, David is trying. I, I, it doesn't seem like he is 
well versed in the Hornets metaverse as much as Doug is. But but David just partied all up on him, and now Doug is dancing. Okay, I. I'm giving you a play-by-play of what is the most ridiculous action figure I've ever seen. Let, well, just here, I think what we need to do is take this seriously and answer some questions about the preseason while I'm in the metaverse, while both David and I are in the metaverse. David is your special friend looking at the side view. Okay, that's fine. I've got uh, the Jimmy right, Butler emo haircut. Oh, please do. Uh, let's try to be serious about this, attempting to be serious about this, but not succeeding in it. Um, let's go with the biggest preseason storyline for tonight's game. There will be four preseason games. This game is going to be taking place in Miami for Charlotte. So they're going to lead off with a storied franchise, at least last year. They were able to make the NBA finals after getting in as an eight seed. David, we'll start with you. Biggest preseason storyline that you have for all the people. What is it? For me, it's always the rookies, especially when you have a high draft pick uh, like Brandon Miller, who was the number two overall pick, how he is going to mix in with this team. It's, it's exciting to hear Steve Clifford, you know, seemingly say that he will play. He, we, we have confirmed that he will get some minutes on the court. So for me, I'm always looking for that uh, new shiny toy, and I want to see how Brandon Miller plays with actual NBA players, you know, because we've got a little taste in Summer League, but Summer League is Summer League. And uh, it's time to get to the real deal. So that's that's the first thing that I'll be looking out for. All right, Doug, doing the chicken dance in the Hornets metaverse. What do you think is the biggest preseason storyline of the preseason? I think the shiniest storyline is Brandon Miller. David's right. I mean, everyone wants to see the new guy, what he can do, what his role is going to be. And I think it's even more enticing, right? Because Steve Clifford said that this that Brandon Miller is going to have a significant role early on and so we're going to get a taste of that in the preseason but I think the biggest storyline is still the guy who's going to drive this offense to success or in his absence failure it's LaMelo Ball Um, not only can he stay healthy through this preseason and avoid any Washington Wizards feet uh, and and keep his ankles healthy how does he do in the ankle braces that he's got on it it's going to be an adjustment we're going to see it for the first time in real game action I want to see that I want to see these improvements that we heard about in Zach Lowe's article breaking uh, breaking down the the things that he's been working on this offseason in terms of his uh, dribbling and getting into the paint and keeping that dribble alive and being more efficient when he gets to the paint can his rim numbers improve because if those do then it's going to take him into I think most improved player territory I think it can take him into all NBA third team discussion territory the sky's the limit if he improves his efficiency around the rim gets fouled more gets the foul line more all the things that we were looking for last preseason we're just going to look for all of those things again and hope he stays healthy I'll combine LaMelo Ball with another player I'm really interested in. I'll go with the pick-and-roll game like Zach Lowe was talking about and Steve Clifford have been talking about. Mark Williams, LaMelo Ball, are we going to see a little bit of that pick-and-roll? Is this going to be one of the, you know, sorry to bring up Frank Reich in this situation, is it going to be vanilla to not reveal <laughs> too much? have enough, Walker? Don't you get enough during the day? Oh, oh I my do. God. I actually do, but these are the only examples I have during Panthers season. So I'm going to the Frank Reich example of being a little vanilla in the preseason before you show what you really have in the regular season. A little bit different football is than basketball. So I'm ready to see LaMelo and Mark work together. I want to see how many minutes those guys are going to play with one another in the preseason. But that's my biggest storyline, the two-man game, because here we have the face of the franchise even still. And Brandon Miller, that's that's certainly one that's right up there, maybe one as well. But 
the faces of the franchise, right? LaMelo Ball is still that, despite having your number two overall pick come into the fold. And you also have Mark Williams, a first-round pick that we very much believe in and is playing a position and a role that we haven't had in forever, in like 10 years at least. So those two working together is something I'm really interested to see how that is all going to work in the preseason. We're going to get a little appetizer before we get to the main course in the regular year. Yeah, and and just to piggyback on all those, the other thing that I'm looking for, I'm sure you guys are too, is a kind of a delayed response is how does miles bridges fit into the whole picture right is he the same because because i guess you guys said yesterday he's not going to play preseason right right? so we won't know until what november uh some point in the middle first part of november like what that's going to look like so obviously that's a big question like overall because if for them to get where they want to get to he's got to return basically kind of i think where he was when he when he left so that's that's the big question mark too uh, sorry, guys, I wasn't listening. I'm in a serious emote dance off with someone in the That's metaverse. Not me, it's not, dude. I know that it's not David. Me. It's it's the standard avatar, and we are we're busting it out right now. We are trying going one on one, one v one dance off in the Hornets metaverse. And I'm gonna be honest. I think I'm way ahead at this point. Oh, oh, Whoa. he just pointed at my <laughs> he just pointed at my face. Was, what is this? Hey. All right. Okay. So back to back to getting serious. Got to talk Hornets. This guy's got to get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of my shot. <laughs> Um, here's the deal. I'm also excited about Mark Williams and LaMelo Ball uh, playing together, but Steve Clifford has already told us that one of the keys to getting LaMelo some better looks offensively, especially when it comes to his pick-and-roll game, is not just about you know him finishing layups or getting fouled or anything like that. It's also about his pick-and-roll game. His pick-and-roll numbers in terms of points per possession are not great compared to some of the other elite guards and really, I mean, just guards in general yeah. – um, in in the association. So how do you get those numbers up? And Clifford already told us that one of the things they're going to look at is getting him involved in pick and rolls that aren't Nick Richards or Mark Williams, that aren't 5-1, you know, 1-5 pick and rolls. So I want to see him get some pick and roll situations with PJ, with Brandon Miller, if he's going to play some bench minutes maybe later on in the preseason. I want to see those opportunities and see what, what LaMelo can do with those. Yeah, well, and with Miles Bridges, that's the one too, right? But he won't, unfortunately, he won't be in the preseason. That, right. Miles Bridges is the guy once we get to the regular season that I'm excited to see that once again. But you're right. We won't see that in the preseason or the first 10 games of the start of the regular season. All right, Doug. It's the most distracting first segment I've ever had, just consistently. What do you mean? Most distracting. Um, nothing just my own personal thing i'm just having a hard time paying attention why don't we go to the next segment let's go to the next uh coming up next on locked on hornets you seem flustered walker yeah i'm a little distracted but it's only me it's it's just part of the sickness well listen i'm i am coming to you live from the metaverse right now where everything is beautiful and nothing hurts uh but in the real world stuff hurts sometimes and you need some medications uh to help ease that pain and Jace Case can help you out with that. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. 
you actually have that medication on hand. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication that you need. It's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout on Jace Medical. Dot com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. More Locked On Hornets ahead. Let's dance. All right. Doug has left the metaverse. We are now oh, looking into. Oh, yeah, my God. Hmm, oh, um, back to reality. <laughs> That's committing to the bit right there. Making that jump right back into reality. There is Doug Branson. How was it, Doug? Would you what's, what's funny is that before the show, David asked me, and I'm quoting him verbatim here. This is what David asked me when he saw me in the metaverse. He said, how do you get to the metaverse? Is it a website? <laughs> it is. It is and a I've website. Never, I've never felt that David was older than in that moment when he asked me, how do you get to the metaverse? Is it a website? I said, no, David, you go to the fan shop, and after you get past the metal detectors, there is a blue portal, be awesome. and you just hop into the portal, and bam, you're in the virtual fan shop. That's next season. I mean, it could be an app. You know, I don't know what cool things are out there today. It is a website, though, confirmed. Yeah, it messes when you walk in and the metal detectors scan you. It jumbles up all your atoms and puts you in virtual reality. <laughs> and then now you are a member of what is essentially a Hornets video game, shopping for them as well, spending virtual money and uh, real money at all at the same time. It's great stuff. Well, and real quick, the company behind building this metaverse for the Charlotte Hornets, we can't leave without mentioning that the name of this company is Meet Kai which is just uh, just horribly timed with the news that we're going to talk yeah. about later on with uh, Kai Jones requesting a trade from the Charlotte Hornets. But just uh, yeah. bad, bad, uh, bad timing or bad, I guess, just universe there. <laughs> yeah. Not going to be watching Kai Jones a whole lot this preseason, I think. Uh, we, were, we were questioning whether he was going to skip training camp after they left him home for media day. And we know that he's not going to participate in training camp. And now we know he's not going to participate in the preseason. What are some things that we're missing here, Doug? We'll start with you. So we gave you our main question. We talked about Brandon Miller, most intriguing storyline, Mark Williams, LaMelo Ball, perimeter players with the pick and roll. What else are we leaving out here that you're going to be watching for this preseason? Well, I think we should answer for the thousandth time the questions on Miles Bridges because people keep asking them, and you never know who's watching this show. People may be tuning in for the first time, getting ready for the preseason. So Miles Bridges will not be participating in any of the four preseason games. Um, his suspension includes those games. He has been able to practice with the team, to be at training camp. It, we'll have to see whether – I think it might be a similar situation to some, some some suspensions that we've seen in the past, like with Al Jefferson, where he can practice with the team, but he can't be in the building like several hours before tip-off. I don't know if he traveled with the team necessarily, so there, there could be some situation there. And then uh, these games do not count towards his suspension. So he is still suspended for the first 10 games of the regular season. He will make his debut – on uh, November 17th against the Milwaukee Bucks. Some other injury news that you need to know from this preseason game. James Booknight sprained his knee. His timetable uh, for return is uncertain. He is not going to be uh, – he didn't travel with the team. Uh, neither did Cody Martin, still dealing with a left knee injury. 
complete mystery on when he will return. Leaky Black also on the injury list, left ankle, and Teo Maladone has a right shoulder injury. None of those players travel with the team. They're all out. Here's some good injury news, though, that we can talk about. Bryce McGowan's, who rolled his ankle before media day, it was a question mark. He was kind of day-to-day. When was he going to get back into the fold? Uh, they He's probable. And Frank Nilakina, who had a hamstring injury uh, during, I think, the run-up to international play, uh, he's also probable for tonight's game. So that's that's good that we get to look at those two guys. Yeah, and, and by the way, Miami and Washington, the guys that you mentioned are not traveling with the team. They're going to be out. So a few players you'd like to see, Cody Martin, how would he work with Steve Clifford on some kind of large sample size? Not going to happen probably until we get to the regular season. David, what other things do you think we're leaving out here when talking about what you're interested in watching in the preseason? Well, I think Frank Nilakina, you know, how is he going to slide in? I would. It sounds like he may get some extended minutes here in the preseason with all those guys being out. Um, but it sounds like he's going to be like the, you know, the uh, Dennis Smith Jr. of this year. But how well can he kind of quickly get into the fold, hopefully run the offense a little bit? Um, and, you know, I, I think um, the Mark Williams piece of it is, I mean, you guys obviously hit on it, but I, I, that's that's a big one too. And just keeping everybody healthy at this point. But the thing I love about, preseason basketball is it's pretty close you know to actual basketball like obviously there's not as many people on an nba team as an nfl team but the nfl at this point just doesn't even you know try and make it look like actual football in the preseason um as evidenced by like the first month of the regular season so uh, i do enjoy a little preseason basketball to get tuned up uh and it's not as many games so that's it's kind of fun to get an actual sample of what things could look like and, um, you know, I can't believe we're here, guys. It's, it's going to be fun. I know. I know. I mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that one of the more memorable preseason games for me is the first one of PJ Washington's career where he comes in and plays well. Like we all remember the first game of his regular season career where he comes in and hits seven threes against Chicago. Hornets upset Chicago. They were not supposed to win that game. They did. Everybody left Spectrum Center feeling so good. We knew that there was potential for him to be good after watching him in the preseason right away contribute. So Brandon Miller, it wouldn't be crazy to see your number two overall pick contribute off the bench, starting in place of Miles Bridges. That's not going to be crazy. But I think I'm interested also in how the rookies perform outside of Brandon Miller. You have a couple guys, right? Nick Smith Jr., who we all loved after they selected him late in the process, was supposed to be a top 10 pick. Coming in, gets injured at Arkansas, not the greatest year. But Summer League really showed you some I'm a bucket type of mentality. That was a lot of fun. And then Amari Bailey, another combo-ish guard, maybe with a defensive focus. What's his role when he does get out there on the floor? How many minutes are we going to see from Nick Smith Jr. and Amari Bailey? No James Najee. Remember, he's still in Spain. So you'll have him come over next year, possibly. Um, it's going to be those backcourt guys. So that's what I'm interested in. Nick Smith Jr., Amari Bailey, do they get much opportunity? And if they do, of course, how do they look in that opportunity? Well, listen, there is a Willy Wonka golden ticket out of Greensboro right now in the form of this James Booknight injury and paired with the fact that Cody Martin, we have just have no idea when he's going to be 100%. I think there's absolutely an opportunity for one of these combo guards to say, hey, I, you know, how about the first part of the season? I sit on the bench. I'm ready. I don't need to, you know, go to Greensboro immediately. There's going to be an opportunity, I think, for these guys 
to showcase that. Frank Nilakina also has that opportunity. Steve Clifford has called him an elite defender. There, there are some sneaky preseason battles, and and one that I wouldn't call a battle because both players aren't able to really participate. But one, I think, position battle that we should look at is that power forward position where P.J. Washington is going to get the start in the preseason because you don't the Hornets didn't even get a chance to look at, at a, or, or don't get a chance to look at Miles Bridges at that point in the preseason. But P.J. Washington has an opportunity here to say, hey, I should remain the starter. I mean, it's going to be the story, you know, through those first 10 games of the regular season. And it starts tonight. P.J. Washington making his case that he deserves to be the starter, that he deserves to remain the starter. And he has every uh, motivation to do that because he has some stuff in his contract that says, hey, if you play a lot of games and you play a lot of minutes, you make a lot more money. And so I think we're going to see a motivated P.J. Washington, even though he did get paid, he's going to be motivated to get out there and and keep that starting position. What do you think, David? Yeah, uh, I I just, for me, I heard you guys talking about it yesterday. I I think this team is built on the belief that Miles will get back to where he was when he left. Um, And so that's, you know, Doug, I know you thought that if they start off hot or even 500, that it's going to be tough for him or he may not be back in the starting lineup. immediately but i think as long as he's ready to go that's their peak um so i would love to see you know he and pj work out some play together or or figure out however they can but i just think for for this team to get where they want to go miles has got to be a piece of that and that's obviously something we won't know for a while uh but but of course they also need pj uh to play up to his level so that's that's I mean, I think that's some stuff Clippers still going to have to figure out as they go, right? I mean, we don't really know how it's going to look. Two, two more things quickly, Walker, that I think people should be watching for. The veterans. We haven't talked about Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward. Steve Clifford spent a lot of time in media day and training camp gassing up his veterans, saying, look, these guys have been in early. They've been working hard. They've been the example for the young players. And now it's time for them to perform. So, you know, you want to see big things from Terry and Gordon during this preseason that would give you hope that, hey, that's going to extend to the regular season. Wins and losses don't matter in the preseason. We're not really watching for that, but you are watching for performances. How ready are these guys? Because all we've been feeling are positive vibes, but now they actually have to go out and play. And as we've seen in play-in games of the past, you know, you can talk about talent, you can look at it on paper, you can look at the shooting statistics, but none of that matters when after you put the ball on the floor. Then it's all about what, what can you do? How do you perform uh, when the lights turn on? And so that's what we're going to get to see from, from the Hornets, um, and it'll be super interesting. The, the last thing is defensive strategy. I want to see how aggressive they are in pick-and-roll situations with Mark Williams and Nick Richards. I don't know if we'll see a ton of crazy stuff in this first game because Clifford said – that they've installed more offense than defense at this point. So there may be a little bit more disorganized defensively. But I want to see, you know, do they do more switching? Do they do more hedging with Mark Williams and Nick Richards, similar to what we saw at the end of last season? And how does that affect their ability to defend the basketball overall? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm honestly, bottom line, I don't want to see a disaster. Like the last couple of times we've seen the Hornets on the floor, I know it was summer league, but you guys remember how brutal those games were to watch. And th- and that's not fair to put on really them or, or obviously this current group, because you know, th- this is the, this is the a team. This is the actual coaches. This is the real deal. But look with everything going on in Charlotte right now, you can't watch the Panthers. It's, it's really hard. 
the last couple of times we've seen anything with a Hornets jersey on the court, you know, the, the, the start of that has been tough to watch. So tonight, Doug's right. Wins or losses, you know, that doesn't really matter. But some so, some cohesiveness, I know it's the first game of the preseason, but, like, we can, I just don't want to see them laying bricks out there for four quarters and oh, let no, you guys right. go to the basket. You know, I want to see some sort of this is Hope. what we're going forward with Hope. and let's put on it. Oh, no, oh, no. you, you want to see some kind of functionality out there. We do not want to see dysfunction. We can't. There's too much right now. Charlotte FC, even if they did get a win their last game, they even are going to tie most likely or lose if they have a tie and or a lead in the last, what, five minutes of the match. Charlotte FC, Charlotte Hornets now has all the hope because the vibes are good. But if they go out there and they get beat by 2025, right. Hornets Twitter, NBA Twitter, they're going to make fun of them. We're going to have to talk about it on WFNZ. We're going to have to do the cliche thing. Great. Yep. Hornets are in midseason form and we're going to have to do all that. I don't want to be in that space. I, don't I can want already to hear it. I can already hear it, Walker. I know. I don't want to put any extra pressure on Brandon Miller, but I don't know if you guys saw Wimby and Chet go 1v1. Oh, uh, but, you know, I think Chet had 21 points in 16 minutes. I think Wimby had 20 points in 18 minutes. Like, it's going to be a different situation for Brandon, obviously. But watching those two guys, and uh, I mean, they're freaks of nature, and they look, it's just beautiful. They're going to dominate the league. I could just, I could just feel the scouts in the building just like shivering, just shivers running down their spine watching these two guys. Because how do you defend them? I don't know how you defend them. It's like they came from the metaverse. It really is. It's not here. They're not real life. All right. Let's go to the third segment. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We're going to talk Kai Jones and an interesting tweet. Demanded a trade from the Charlotte Hornets. How realistic is that? We'll talk about it next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. All right, guys. It finally happened. It's here. Kai Jones. More updates, except it's not some emoji tweet. It's not anything like that. It's an actual, I, I think it's a real tweet. He put this out yesterday, quote, I have officially requested to be traded from the Charlotte Hornets, hashtag goat life, hashtag goat life, Kai Jones puts out there. The the first video that really goes viral in a sense of all of us paying attention to Kai Jones' bizarre behavior on social media, it was him talking about being traded. It was him sweating, dancing, having writing on the wall, saying, in a way that was hard to make up, <clears throat> excuse me, that I don't think the Hornets are going to trade me. If they call, I'll have my buy, but I don't think the Hornets are going to do that. They're very high on me. Well, now here he is officially requ- uh, officially re- requesting a trade. Doug, how big of a deal is this? Well, I, I don't I don't really know how to answer that question. I guess it's a big deal in the niche sort of Hornets universe where we remember the fact that Mitch Kupchak gave up future first round assets to move up and and said during his press conference, like I wouldn't have done this had Kai Jones not been there. So they made a big bet. And now that bet, it, it already didn't look great, but now it has completely gone down in flames with Kai Jones doing this on Twitter, which I think opens him up uh, to that James Harden situation. Like I think it's opens him up to a fine and possibly a suspension, but there is no trade. I don't think there's any trade market for Kai Jones because he he's not been with the team uh, teams know that teams talk everybody understands what's happening he put all of this out there for the public to see there's no mystery to this 
And so I don't. I just don't think there's any trade market. I think the Hornets are stuck in a sense. I think if the Hornets could trade Kai Jones right now for a second round pick, they would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I just don't think that that's nobody's yeah. nobody's going to do that. I mean, is this official because he said it's official, like he's declaring bankruptcy, or is this? Does he? Have, are there channels like are there actual official channels yet? I don't know. Like, that's the other I, thing. We I, just well, don't I know think, what. I what. think just by him saying it, I guess that makes it official. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's pretty much from the guy's mouth. So if it's from his account and he's putting it out there, it's not like we have to go behind the scenes. Did he really say this? No, he really said it. Kai Jones really did request a trade officially. Well, and when he, when the statement comes out from PR saying that, you know, Kai Jones is going to be away from the team for personal reasons, Kai didn't really comment on that at the time. So I think one could have looked at that situation and went, oh, okay, it looks like there's a mutual understanding that there's a problem here. They've mutually agreed to take some time away, figure some stuff out. So if you wanted to look at that in the most like positive and forgiving light, you could say, oh, there's there's a chance here that all of this works out for the Hornets, that Kai comes back, that he works his way back up you know, into the rotation. But all that's out the window now because it's obvious that the Hornets uh, asked, it wasn't like, oh, hey, let's talk this out and maybe we both part ways for a little while. It was like, no, it's pretty clear now that the Hornets told him to stay away and yeah. Kai Jones didn't like that. Yeah, it, it feels like Kai Jones doesn't know that anything is wrong. That's what's happening. Kai Jones is acting as if this is who he is and everything is normal. And despite us clearly noticing a difference in his online behavior, the Hornets team noticing something enough different in his behavior to not have him attend training camp or Hornets media day. They requested that he stays home. Kai might not have known why, but I know that they're act that they have to be acting from a sense of Kai Jones doesn't really understand what's going on right now. As we see it, as far as our perception is, and this is how Kai continues to roll on Twitter, Instagram, and whatever other social media site he's on. Yeah, and like we're not going to hear anything else from the Hornets side of this, right? Until I don't know, you know, something happens or they release him or there's a trade or something like that. And that's that that's the hand wringing thing about this is just like you don't want that moment to come where like some something ultimately occurs or goes down and and they have to come in on it or something like that, but. I don't know. I mean, guys, you guys have been looking at this day in and day out. It's just, it's with everything, with every instance, you know, you're just a little more, uh, you're just a little more yeah. worrisome about it. I mean, you know, well, now you're worried about Kai. I think you're even more worried yeah, about yeah, Kai. Yeah. I think you were worried about him from the 100%. jump. I think people, you know, there are always going to be people who clown, but I think most rational people who looked at this situation throughout this whole process have been like, hey, there's something not, there's something not right here. Like, we, we you know, hopefully he's all right. And I think that's going to continue because from the basketball perspective, I think there's nothing really even more to talk about. I, there's no future for Kai Jones in Charlotte. And I don't even know that this represents a distraction for the team because, you know, when when you could get anyone to comment on it at media day, like Terry, for example, was like, I'm paraphrasing mightily here, but he essentially was saying, look, I care about the guy. He's one of our he's one of our teammates, but we got work to do. And I think that's the mentality across the board from the team is like, you know, it's not affecting the rotation because he was third string center, was not expected to get really any minutes in the in the rotation. And everybody has to move on and get focused for the preseason. So I don't think this affects the team really at all. Yeah, I, I really like Terry's answer on that. 
you know, I, I who knows? We we there's certainly been some conversations you raise an eyebrow at or might be disappointed in with when they talk about whether welcoming Miles Bridges back after him being suspended for felony domestic violence. You know, I know there were some people about, you know, a little frustrated with how they were dealing with Kai Jones on social media. If, if that was anything that frustrated some people, Terry Rogier asking him at Hornets media day, I thought that was a really nice answer. And he talked about how he, you do worry about Kai Jones. And I don't think it was any kind of selfish nature for him or the team, because you're right, Doug, of course, this isn't going to break the squad in a way where they can't bounce back. They have to play the team or they have to play the season. They have to play as a team and get ready for the season. But I thought Terry did a really good job of navigating all those feelings. And it's not the easiest thing to do in the world. So really appreciated that from him. All right, that'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. That is David Walker, Foot Candy King. You can find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. And that's Doug Branson back from the metaverse. You can find him on his sub stack. It's an actual reality. Hornets box score every hornetsfoxscore.com and there he is doing the macarena in real life also check me out on wfnc every weekday from 12 to 3 thanks to everybody for making us your first listen make game to game your second listen have a great rest of your day we'll be back with you tomorrow ah uh...